Hello and welcome back to the Unqualified Huddle. It's snowing, um, which is unfortunate for me because I hate the cold, I hate the snow. But that's what's happening in England in March. Global warming for you. What is how you both doing? Great, it's snowing. <laughs> it's like winter again. I mean, I'm not prepared for this cold weather. I, I'm not prepared for this in March. I'm not prepared for the seasons changing. Do you know what else is changing? The landscape. Of the NFL. <laughs> nice segue. I mean, I was going to say the landscape of my garden has definitely changed, but yeah. But the landscape of the NFL. Teams are making their signings. They, you know, the free agents, quarterbacks, like the GOAT, Derek Carr, has a sign for the Saints. Other quarterbacks have made some moves. Teams have made some moves. And we're here to talk about it. I'm going to start with this uh, Derek Carr signing, actually, as it's fresh in my head. I'm going to annoy Shannon a little bit because that's not what he wants to talk about, I know. But Derek Carr to the Saints, uh, it's a four-year deal, £150 million contract. That includes uh, 100 in guarantees. What are your guys' thoughts on this? And then I'll I'll give you my thoughts after. I want to hear what you two have to say first. I love Derek Carr. Like, he's a great leader. Um, He's... He's been disrespected as quarterback, and it hurts me to say it because now he's a New Orleans Saint. Um, <laughs> for me, this is a classic Saints move. I, I think it makes sense for them because in that terrible division, they can compete. Um, but they're pushing their cap problem down the hill again. Same old Saints, yeah. It, it is typical of Saints. We've said it before. It's, it's the Saints acting like if they're going to win a Super Bowl. They're not, <laughs> not an average quarterback away How from How dare you? How dare you? Ball. Average like, quarterback. How I mean, dare Drew Carr's good. 10 to 15 best in the league, right? Isn't that range? No. A- absolutely not. For me, he's, he's in the 5 to 10. 5 to 10? I don't even know if you're being... No. You're being... I don't even know if you're joking or not, but... Yeah. Like, probably he's, in, he's in the 5 to 10. That's probably going to win about 9, 10, 9 games. It's Derek Carr. He wins roughly around that much in his in his career. The Saints aren't going to win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr, like based on that roster as well. Like their defense isn't going, isn't a a lock to beat the Raiders' defense because well, uh, that team is in disarray. No, I I, I disagree entirely about, about being in disarray. Yes, there's a there's a lot of like changes that we have to make during the off season. There's a lot of like comings and goings potentially. A lot of stuff up in the air still, but. The bulk of the roster is still there. I mean, they have to play around with the cap, but they have to play around with it every year. You ask yourself one question. Yeah. Is there any any player who the Eagles will want to fleece the Saints for this year? And <laughs> the answer is not really. I mean, the Saints aren't looking good. I think, like, I, I, if you think about Michael Thomas, let's say there's a big speculation is gone. You look at that offense, and it's not a scary offense, and Derek Carr's manning that quarterback. He's not going to make them into world. No, uh, I can assure you. Look, I, no. look I, I, I appreciate that perhaps it is a step down when you consider what weapons he had at Oakland. Uh, not Oakland, sorry, at Las Vegas and, last. Well, Oakland as well. But even Oakland what well, Drew Brees has had, or Andy Dalton's had, or Jameis Winston, but, they're going to ra- I, basically I, have Chris Malave. Well, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with the Kamara situation? He's probably going to get found, found guilty as he's boasted about punching a guy in the face in a cab like an idiot but you know allegedly yeah but, um, that's no legend there's a video of him doing that <laughs> I mean he's not been proven guilty but let's say he gets a suspension 
Yeah. Derek Carr's not is not a world beating quarterback. Like he's a good quarterback, but he's not a world beating quarterback. And you've he's got Dennis Allen as your head coach. I I, I, feel that, I feel I feel that there is enough still on the roster because their offensive line is still decent enough. Our skill position players. I mean, yeah, we might have to we might have to get like another receiver in and another uh, another running back, but. The draft's going up. We've now got all the chips in the draft because we've traded and, you know, used, used Sean Payton as bait to get Denver to give us a first rounder. You know, so I, I don't feel like we're in a terrible position with that side of things. It's The defense worries me more because we don't have a defensive tackle on the roster. I mean, I think we've got one. So that's concerning for you me. You can't find defensive tackles easily anywhere in the draft or free agency. No, it well, depends. It, Pass it, rushing, it, no. You no, can't find one. Oh, yes. You can't find good ones, is my, my issue. You can't find good defensive tackles, just like they don't just come in off the street. So that's an issue. And they're also in, a, in uh, safety. Marcus May is likely to have a suspension. So that leaves us with uh, the ghost of Tyrion Matthew, who, uh, who had a down year last year. So I mean, the, it, they're, with Derek Carr, they can compete in that division, but they're not going to win the NFC. Sorry. I, I, I actually don't put them as favourites in the division still. Like I'm, I'm tempering expectations, and depending on what the Panthers do this off season with the the draft and everything, Panthers could be my favourites for that division because I feel like their defence is better than ours, and I feel like their offence has the potential to be if they get a quarterback in place. Well, I would argue Atlanta are in a good position as well because they've got Drake London, they've got Kyle Pitts, um, I they've, got, they've got a stable of running backs, and if they had a Great quarterback, which they, you know, they've ruled themselves out of. Their offense doesn't use their wide receivers, so let's not let's not play. But let's segue on to that because you you know you want to talk about it. I know you want to talk about it because it's your boy. You feel he's being disrespected. So obviously, uh, franchise tags have all been come and gone. The the main one that we're looking at, focusing on, is the Ravens franchise tagging Lamar Jackson. Um, to a non-exclusive uh, franchise tag as well, which for me, that's a little bit surprising as well, because it still gives teams the opportunity to negotiate with him, which I, I feel, I, I know that there's like a little bit of issues there, like they, they've been not matching up on their contracts, but now you just open yourself up to other teams coming in and trying to, to snake him, right? You, you don't treat your franchise quarterback like this. And whatever you say, Lamar Jackson is a franchise quarterback. And we know that the quarterback position is treated differently. And maybe rightly so. Like, this is a quarterback-driven league. Um, Lamar Jackson will cost two first-round picks if a team makes him an offer that the Baltimore Ravens don't want to make. And that's cheap. That's cheap. That's that, cheaper like, that's... than Deshaun Watson. That's cheaper than Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's cheap. It won't be cheaper that's... whatever is demanding, though. Like, but you that's hope... the one thing we don't truly know. What is his ask? But everyone, and uh, I'm going to use the C word here, collusion. Um, <laughs> like, you can't tell me that all these teams, Atlanta and Carolina included, were all in on Deshaun Watson. Suddenly, yeah. within minutes of um, Ravens tagging him, everyone wants to leak that they're out of these sweepstakes. They're like, no, we're happy with Desmond Ritter. No, we're happy with Sam Howell. Um, they're not even willing to talk to him. It, it is a bit strange to me in, in this situation because, like you say, like Atlanta were all in on trying to get to Sean Watson before he went to 
Cleveland, you know, and they're in a situation where they need a quarterback because Marcus Mariota has been released. It's Desmond Ridder there. He didn't have a great rookie season. They could do with someone else there. And Lamar makes sense there for me. But like, not not only there, there's other teams as well where I feel like Lamar would make a lot of sense. And if you're in a position where your roster's pretty good, like you're pretty set across your roster, you're missing just a quarterback, you would gratefully give up two first-round picks to get a quarterback at the caliber of what Lamar Jackson is. And, and like the conduct, even if you're saying, say if you're if you're devout of talent, Lamar makes up for that. If you're devout at receiver, he makes up for that because of his style of play. He's done it in Baltimore, right? He's ran, he's ran a lot. Uh, can can we just go back on the point that you're saying devout? Devout of mean, weapons. Plethora. Don't you mean devoid? Isn't it devoid? <laughs> Whatever, man. It's the same thing. You get what I'm saying, <laughs> like. I just feel well, like I'm, just, I'm just making sure that all our, all our one listeners making sure that they're understanding what's, uh, what's being well, heard we as well. Understand. We're not saying that they should give him a fully guaranteed deal. What Shan's referring to is there's leaks that they're not interested. That's completely different. Like, I'd be interested. I might not give him a fully guaranteed deal if I'm a team, but at least but, but I'll it, float numbers around, see what happens. Through, though. Yeah, exactly. for sure. You'd reach out. And I think not... this also what hurts Lamar it's great if you're making a free agent deal on your own. I think you need an agent. You don't want your mum and yourself representing it. I mm. think just because of these storylines and what he's after. But but that's that's what I think has been overblown as a story. Like everyone's picking up I on agree. this. He's got his mum as his agent. That doesn't matter. Like people have represented themselves. What's happening right now is unprecedented. Um, you have, in my opinion, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Lamar Jackson is in the tier of the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts, the Jalen Hurts of the world. Yeah, and sure. if any of these quarterbacks became uh, available on the open market, everyone would rush to at least talk to them. And for me, this is Lamar literally paying for Deshaun Watson's alleged crimes. Because every <laughs> the owners, in my opinion, are sitting there. They're not going to email each other, you know. You wouldn't think based on what happens with the Washington. They're like, we don't want this to be the future of the league. We want to keep this suppressed, the market suppressed. I don't, I don't know if it, if it's like Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed contract that's the issue here because I don't know. I don't know if it's the actual contract itself. Because let's be honest here, if a team was really interested in like Lamar, they'd pay it. Like if you know what he's capable of, he was an MVP in like his second or third season in the league. I forget, but he was a league MVP. Like you know what he's capable of. You've seen what he's done with a Baltimore Ravens offense, which is de- like devoid of talent at wide receiver. It's it had its struggles on offensive line, but he still made that offense look elite, and that's on him. And maybe if you talk to him, like maybe you can you can convince him that you've got a scheme where he can be great, use all of his talents like how he wants to, you know, let Lamar cook, as they say. Um, and maybe maybe he doesn't need to be fully guaranteed contract. Like, maybe just get him in the building, speak to him. Like, Kyler Murray's getting, what, 180 million guaranteed? The rumours yeah. are Deshaun uh, Lamar was offered 130 in guarantees. Maybe you can convince him, not fully guaranteed contract, maybe it's a 250 million um, 200 million guaranteed, which is above Kyler, which he should be. But well, that, that, that's still gives Josh some Allen. That's Josh Allen territory. If if he gets a con- like, if a contract comes in like that, 
Like Josh Allen was two two fifty around two fifty, but with a hundred and hundred and fifty guaranteed. Yeah, so he's, like, got, he's got much less guarantees. But, but, but one hundred and fifty guaranteed is still really good, though. Is what yeah, I'm agreed. Like, and, but like, really hard. On the flip side, you got to think about it. Lamar is way more injured than Josh Allen, so if he's even asking for two hundred million guaranteed, as a business, you're not going to want to give him two hundred because you, he's missed nine of their past twenty-one games. And, and Ravens, that is a if but that's a concern. Team, yeah, but, but it, you also, but then on the flip side, like the teams with these quarterback needs, they're not even showing out for um, Rogers. So there's but, not like you can always say, oh, teams, they're, they're all working together as well. There is a flip side where Rogers is the most old. injured quarterback yeah. in the league. What kind of, what kind of, yeah, but that, that comes down to the scheme that the Ravens play. And we also yeah, can't let him cook if we've not seen him in another Rogers, scheme. Yeah, but, the other but, guy who we tried to let cook in a no, new scheme. No, I disagree no, with this entirely work. because you, these, you've seen... These people... Go ahead, Simon. Well, I'm just going to say, you've seen what he has done in a in a scheme which tried to elevate his running game, but then just ignored the fact that the guy can pass the ball as well. And when, in the times when he's given the opportunity to throw the ball, he's putting a ball on points where it, it should be. He's shown that he's got the talent. It's just he doesn't get utilised enough to throw he the ball. every single throw. Like, I trust my eyes from watching how many years of NFL watching experience we have here. You cannot <laughs> tell me, in our unqualified opinions, that he is not an elite player. No. Wait, wait, wait. I've heard this story before about another quarterback. Oh, <laughs> in no. Your, in uh, our unqualified eyes, literally last year. No, it's, it's totally different. Russell Wilson it, and Lamar. Hey, you weren't saying no, that last year, but, but I'm no, just trying to give no, a flip no. side. He's in a scheme that makes everything man-on-man. Man. They want to stop him running. Or does make it easier slightly. Like good teams, yeah, sure they'll come up with a scheme to work both. But I'm just I'm trying to start show the flip side. No, but then but then like I say, you put him in a team where the scheme's slightly better, your receivers get open a bit better, because that's the thing with Baltimore. You say that they're man on man, but the, the receivers are running the same routes every time. Like they're doing the same things. There's no there's no real difference in what the re- receivers at Baltimore do. They just yes, run down the field. And you look very at the bills this year. You look at the Bills this year, like the Bills have a deficiency and you can't tell me they're limited by Josh Allen because maybe they're in the best scheme for Josh Allen. This is the, Josh Allen's limitation. You can't tell me that. We've seen these two guys throw the ball. Their talent, like I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that Lamar can be in the Patrick Mahomes conversation, maybe not in terms of rings, but in terms of being a superstar of the league if he's in the right system for him. He, 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 could, be, he could be talked about being one of these top tier talents for sure. Like, what what, what happens come. now with him? Because it's clear that, obviously, in these meetings, the Ravens are saying, you're always injured, we're not going to pay you. Like, something what, along those lines could be being what, said. And he's going to take ha- it personally because he's his own agent, basically. I, he's going to hold out, in my opinion. If, yeah, if, if he stays at the Ravens. If he stays at the Ravens, he'll hold out. And then I feel like it will devalue him for the year after. Because no one's going to give him the fully guaranteed deal. It's pretty obvious. No, but like the the issue would be if he then if he holds out and then plays another year at the Ravens and have has not, like a similar year to this year where he's injured potentially or has a down year, his value depreciates again. He's one year older. He's one year not playing a full season potentially. Like he's he's going to struggle to get that money what he what he's looking for, and then the Ravens will probably look to move on as well. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson had a year basically out and got paid. Like, I could easily see now um, Lamar Jackson not signing that tag, which is going to do because it's non exclusive. I think it's like 33, 32 million. I could see him not signing it, sitting out the year. 
then hitting free agency. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just assuming that you can get Lamar Jackson for two first round picks, and you're not signing thirty two million. It's thirty two million. His, uh, his yeah, and uh, that's a very low year. number. So maybe I don't sign it if I don't get the contract, and then see free agency, see what teams will pay you now that they don't have to give up first round picks. Yeah, but the, then you've got the issue of like character and stuff. Like he was he was a first rounder. I, I, but I then, see that. Well, oh, everyone knows Deshaun the Watson getting signed. Everyone yeah. rushing to for him. I mean, everyone knows that the, the Ravens' relationship and Lamar's relationship. As a as a player, Deshaun Watson always turned up and played. That's all I'm saying. Like, he's off the field antics. That's that's another story. Oh, you no, know my no. feelings on that. No, he's just trying to get his bag. He's just trying to get his bag. And yeah, this is yeah. A business I, I, I can't fault him. Like, um, this is a segue into Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have read, read his open letter to the league. Um, on the Players' Tribune. Yeah, this is a segue because Lamar, the Baltimore Ravens haven't done right by him. Like, they wanted him to go out there, play hurt. Um, yeah. You read Calvin Ridley's letter, and it's really, really good read. Um, really feel for what that guy went through. Uh, but he got put out uh, for the Falcons. He had an injury. He he got told that it was just a bruise uh, by season's end, and new coaching staff, new trainers, and everything came in. They... At the end of the season, they told him to go get a scan, and it turned out he was playing all year on a broken foot. This is 2020 season. He played all year on a broken foot with a 1,300-yard season. And it, he, uh, even, he even said that when he came back and he was dealing with uh, all the mental pressures as well uh, regarding his family and situation, there were people within the Falcons locker room who, who didn't understand. Like, these players go through so much, and they're expected to gut out every week. At the end it, of the day, they're all human as well. And it is to do with the, the painkillers as well. The anxiety from it, the depression. It was all combined. And then, obviously, the following year, they hired a new staff, like you're saying, Shan. And the athletic trainers, all of them have changed. All the medical people, I believe, have changed as well. But it's very interesting what players are going through injuries. Because I remember the start end of last year, going back on Lamar, there's a whole... His, is he injured? Is limping around? The PCL stuff. It was mm. all talk really coming out from the Ravens because Lamar, there wasn't much from Lamar's side because he doesn't have an agent. So everything is quiet. So everything coming out is from the Ravens' side. And you can see, like, you've you've seen medical, I've, I've heard or watched medical people talk about this injury and they're like, yeah, PCL, the guy's going to have no confidence. Like, it's legitimate. Ridley, uh, coming back into the league, like being reinstated, does this put the does this make you feel even more different about the Jaguars when you did like coming into the the off season? Because now they're looking tasty on offense, right? They've got everyone looking... on a on a franchise tag for a tight end. They've got Calvin Ridley now starting potentially a wide receiver one because for me he's probably the best receiver they've got in their locker room right now. Um, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, good compliments at receiver. They've got uh, Travis Etienne at running back. Trevor Lawrence, if he continues his upward trend, great QB. And then offensive line, that, that plays okay. Like, their offense looks pretty scary to me, right? Yeah, like, Jawan Taylor was their best tackle, best offensive lineman, really, last year. He's the one who's a free agent. And according to rumors, he's, on, he's set to get between 17 to $18 million in the free agent market as a right tackle. I don't think the Jags will be able to afford to match that. So they could see that one position change. Um, but that by far in the AFC South, everyone's in disarray other than Jags. So they should be confident looking a minimum nine win season. 
I I love Ridley. I think he's a bona fide one. I thought he was that Atlanta. I thought he was a perfect receiver, not uh, in the same style of Julio Jones because it's smaller. But I thought he, I think he's a true number one if he can get back to his his way of uh, his his form really. Um, and I don't see why he can't. No, I, I I agree. I feel it's in a great position for him because the Jaguars had a need for me to have get a wide receiver one. I feel like that's one of the things they lacked last season. As much as they played much better than they did previously, I mean, you had a you had another running back to go alongside ETN. I feel that's a dangerous dangerous offense. I feel like that's the only weak point now on that offense, realistically. And offensive line, I mean, you can train up offensive line though. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's, they, that's they did have their third string who was playing most of the year anyway at left tackle. But they're in the competition in this tough AFC now. I think they're going to be challenging year in year out. They're in a they're a young team in the right situation. They need to add that running back depth. They need to play around with the cap. But they've now started playing around with the cap. They also cut Shaq Griffin their corner. Um, it was going to happen. He was due like thirteen million dollars. He wasn't going to earn. Uh, he didn't have a good year before he got injured. So. And no. it's probably not a scheme fit. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's I mean, a below, below average quarterback, uh, cornerback though. So yeah, and, and then Evan Ingram being tagged is the like they had to keep, and it was going to happen. They're just going to try and work out a long-term deal. But they're easily competing, and well, they they should be winning the AFC South for years now. You would have thought so, As, um, especially because you look at Titans. Rumors are there they've been shopping Derrick Henry. They want it. They it seems like they're in a complete revamp in terms of offensive scheme. Look, going by they, they, going by that notion. Yeah, they seem to be in just a complete rebuild situation. Bud Dupree has also been cut by them. Like they seem to be shedding, trying to to get like money available, trying to look to do a rebuild. Uh, we talked about it before as well. They they cut uh, Taylor Warren, Laurent, and then two other players as well. They they they're fully out of it for me this year. And there's rumors um, they're working on a long-term deal with Jeffrey Cinnamons to re-sign him to a big money long-term contract, which is needed. But like he's gonna look, he's he's gonna be like that meme, isn't he? Looking around, houses all empty, players are all gone. Every, um, no one, no one's there anymore. Yeah, no but there. if they move on from Ryan Tannehill, like I'm surprised they're not in in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes or someone else. Are they just gonna um, look for? I'm surprised they're not in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah, that one, but that one with that ownership in flux, I can understand maybe there's some financial things there. But no, you're right. Like the, well, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers actually. Like let's, you know, it is confusing to me. Like the talk, talk on the town, he is being shopped to the Jets. He's been granted permission to be able to talk to the Jets. And um, Celia, there is uh, reports that they're close to a deal. Yeah, the um, talk that there's, according to, I believe it was uh, Diana Rosini, that they are close on the brink, essentially, uh, because they just visited him yesterday. I believe Chess is brass on a private train, Woody, private plane, Woody Johnson, Robert Salah, so on, so on. They visited him. I don't Aaron need to know it's a private plane. LA. Sorry, we don't, to, we don't need to know it's a private plane. Come on now. Come yeah, on now. Of, course they're, they're just of course it's a private plane. It's that Johnson yeah, & Johnson is. money. But how are you feeling? Is how are you feeling as a Giants fan that you've you've just signed uh, your guy <laughs> to a long term deal, Daniel Jones, and you look over to the Jets and they're like, "We're gonna have Aaron Rodgers." Do, do you know what I? Uh, we'll come on to Daniel Jones in a minute. I I actually think this is a it's a concerning move, but also could be savvy. I I'd be 
cautiously optimistic if I was a, a Jets fan because the reason being Rogers hasn't the eye test for me is always the thing like maybe mm-hmm. statistically he's been all right and stuff but he just hasn't looked the same Aaron Rodgers that he did in all those years where he was dominating in Green Bay recently he just looks a little bit dejected he looks a little bit down and he, his playing style has looked that as well like he's not making throws that he should do and maybe that's partly because he doesn't have as many uh contributing like parts like he doesn't have his receivers like he's missing Devontae Adams you know running back there they're okay but they're they're not using their running backs yeah they don't have receive they don't have receiving time they don't have a fast offense right but no for me it's also like very reminiscent of the Favre move because in the end of Favre's career he wasn't going to attending all these voluntary stuff Rogers has yeah well uh, (laughs) Rogers hasn't uh yeah, definitely say allegedly if you're talking about Favre. Yeah, yeah he, he allegedly wasn't Every, attending these sessions. Everything's yeah. allegedly. We're, we're allegedly talking about Favre. He's not, you know. Yeah, well, looking at uh, Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't at all these voluntary off-season things this past year or two. So maybe it was time for, like, the Packers to move on. They they needed to see Jordan Love, and they're really impressed with his growth. So maybe it's a natural end, and the Packers, this always seems to happen to the Packers. But with the Jets, it's a great move for them because seemingly their roster is stacked outside a quarterback and they needed that, someone now. They're in their window as a team. That's, that's what I mean. As a, as a team, they're, they're one of the better teams across the board. It's just quarterback that's really let them down last year. But so, Rogers just giving me some bad juju with his body language. I'm, I'm half expecting him to retire any given day. But from well, a no, talent I, point I of view, I don't think it's fell off. Like, Simon, I don't see nah, his natural I, traits his arm strength, his accuracy, his mobility—I don't think it's felt. I, I feel that he's played. I like from watching the the Green Bay play the last few seasons, compared to where it was like a, like four seasons ago. Let's say, I, I feel it has, and I know he won MVP like two seasons ago, but I still don't. You put him in a conversation with like the Josh Allen's, the 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 Mark Jacksons, the Joe Burrow. And it's kind of like he's not excited anymore. He's he just looked a bit down. But then maybe that's biased because the team wasn't as good. Like their offense wasn't as good. So maybe that's just biased because of that. And in a Jets team where they've got actual receivers for him and an actual running game, and you know. But then my, the concern is he's going with Nathaniel Hackett as the as the OC. Yeah, so he's bringing his bringing that probably that scheme from Lafleur and Green Bay into. Um, New York. That's well, that's he, all it is. So it'll be easier. There'll be a quicker transition. Well, he didn't like Lafleur's scheme, apparently. No, he didn't but, like Lafleur's scheme. Uh, terminology stays maybe similar, but they just build off on top of there, it. There'll, add, be, there'll add be some similarities for sure. There'll be some similarities, but I, I don't know. But let's um, you know, talk about the other New York team. They by have by this restart. time this podcast releases. I reckon, may, well, maybe not as by the time. I think that by the end of the week or by the end of Saturday, he will be basically done deal to the Jets. Yeah, I agree. It'll be, it'll be done this week or it'll retire. Um, New York Giants, though, have signed Daniel Jones to a long-term deal. This goes alongside other news of uh, the franchise tag to take on Barkley, but I'm going to come on to that in a minute. The uh, contract with Daniel Jones, though, $160 million, 100 guaranteed, and then he's also got an extra incentives that could be up Additional thirty-five million playing incentives 
This is a nice contract for a guy that has been underwhelming until the last year, right? Give me this guy's agent. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I might be trying to buy a train ticket to London. Like, I want his agent. He'll be able to get me a discount on that ticket. Um, I don't know how he's managed to, to do this, but fair play for him. I think it's just what the Giants wanted. It's, it's a, he's a giant type of quarterback, Eli Manning style. I, I think he doesn't wow you with everything. Um, they're just it happy wow him a lot. Quo, right? They just want to build on top. They had a good first year, but I think a lot of it is scheme. It's not because he's the best guy, but I think they're looking at the alternative and they're like, we don't like the alternatives. We'd rather keep what we've got and build on top. It's a lot of money for him, but it's a going market rate. Yeah, well, I, I feel for a person of his caliber, though, it's above the market rate, but I also feel like he is young still. I think he's only 20, 26 or 20, 25. He's not, he's not that old. Um, so then, with only being that young, you've still got a, like years to grow. It's not like he's at the peak of where a quarterback should be, which I think is around like the 30, like early 30s. Josh Rosen's yeah. sitting there somewhere with his fist in the air, like. <laughs> Um, he he got dumped too early. I mean, for me, like, like, I would have tagged Daniel Jones personally and played him on who just to see what he is and a bit more. I he would have been the youngest player, to, uh, youngest quarterback, I think, to have ever been tagged. He's only twenty-five. Well, they didn't give him yeah. a fifty-year. They they didn't take his fifty-year option. I no, feel that's why I, I feel him. that was their mistake. I feel that was their mistake. They should have done the fifty-year option and then they could have seen what he's got. But that's hindsight, twenty-twenty. The issue they had this offseason, they had both Barkley and Jones that they had to sort out. And for me, Barkley's the bigger question mark for them. Because yes, you had a nice year from Barkley, but he's a running back that spent far too long injured. And you don't know if he's going to be able to continue bringing that juice. I hope he does. Because for me, a healthy Barkley is one of my favourite NFL players. The way that guy can cut across the field and the way that guy can move as a running back, it's amazing to watch. But there is that injury concern with him. And I feel like if you sign Barkley to the long-term deal and you franchise-tagged Daniel Jones, I feel that could have been the mistake. So I feel well, like they I, had, I, had to do I this. I think that would have been better for them. But I think, I don't think that, I think the, the negotiation with Barkley is much tougher because Barkley, pro, the, the gap is probably wider. So it, I reckon that's why they the weren't able history. to do it that way. It's 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 similar to the Lamar situation for me with uh, Barkley. Not not in in some ways, not in a lot of ways, but like in the sense that he's a very injury prone running back, and he's actually playing the position where you're going to get hit the most because you're, he also you're getting came off hit his best year though, run. and is also the face of the franchise. This is this is just running backs though, because yeah, it is. Uh, you look at Josh Jacobs, Barkley. And Tony Pollard all getting tagged, uh, and Jacobs and Barkley situation is the same. Basically, they're two running backs who didn't want to play under the tag. I, I the, disagree. The, the teams don't want to commit to them long term. And Josh Jacobs was another guy who um, didn't the Raiders decline. Um, yeah, it's the often, yeah. That, my, the difference between uh, Jacobs and Barkley for me is Jacobs come off yeah his, his best year, but Jacobs has never been hurt. Like this whole time he's been in the NFL, he's been very durable. He's never really had like missed games through injury, whereas Barkley has missed pretty much whole season. So like, I, I agree that you know in some ways the tag is 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 that like, I, I don't know what I'm agreeing on. All I'm knowing is that I think the Jacobs situation is completely different to the Barkley situation, and I think they should have got a deal done with Jacobs. Because Jacobs, for me, is 
probably up there with Jonathan Taylor as even though Taylor had a down year as one of the better running backs in the league. I no, am ahead you... of Jonathan Taylor, but they... that's just me. Well, to me, they should have also got a deal done with Carr, but that's the, the Raiders fee. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What's interesting is, do any of these running back um, tags, like Pollard included, sign long-term deals? Because this is a draft class with a lot of top quality running I, backs. And I I'm thinking see... they'll just tag, 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 then we'll just let you go. Use them up, I could, I could, let them go. I could see Pollard potentially getting a long-term deal, but the other two, no. Because the, the thing is with the Pollard situation in, in Dallas, it all comes down to what Elliot's doing, like how, how they can manage the Ezekiel Elliott situation. Because they can't pay both these guys that that sort of money. It's just not done in the NFL when you've got, like the running back, you can get running backs for, for cheaper money, essentially. So you I can't see, pay them for their money. I, I think Pollard, I think Jerry Jones has shown that he's willing to pay running back. So I think, I agree, I think Pollard does sign there long term. Uh, I think Barkley does as well, though, because I think the team's sides are talking and they both want to get a deal done. Obviously, they're off in value. I don't think the Raiders do, though, sign uh, Josh Jacobs long term. Just looking at the Patriots' history, they don't re-sign their backs to big money deals. No, well, it's the same it, type of... With Barkley, for me, it's definitely a, a case of if he has another nice season where he's not getting injured... Like they, will, I don't think the talks will carry on now. I think it will be they'll pick it up again midway through the season and see how the season's gone. But if he starts the season off, you know, game three getting hurt and then misses about three games, it's going to really depreciate his value, and then they're going to really struggle because he's still going to want that top tier money, and it's going to be hard to pay him that money for not performing. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I just feel like it's it's a bad situation for Barkley in a lot of ways because it would have been better for him to be able to negotiate after coming off such a tremendous season and say, like, this is the level that I'm at. So I, I just don't see them getting a long-term deal in place. Um, okay, last but not least. Uh, I don't know what was last but not least. I had something else to talk about, but I was completely... Combined performances? Are we going to do that? Uh, We're going to nah. I, so I, I, I just don't care. No, I'll, I'll, be, I'll put it out here right now. I don't care about any of this now. Like, the, the, and that's only because you got know, Jerry Carr in. No, not even, not even for that, right? And I appreciate that there's a lot of people out there that do care. It's a lot of people's jobs to care about. I care. The... I'll, I'll, I'll care close to the time. I'll care after free agency well, it... done, is done in the lead up to the draft. This is my point. I'll care like the week of the draft. Up until the week of the draft, I don't care about. No, you're gonna, you, we're all when we're doing our mock drafts. I don't care about mock drafts because I, I get fed up of seeing mock drafts come out. Each expert, each analyst brings out a different mock draft, drafting different people. How many of them hit the nail on the head? How many times can they say, I did well in my mock draft? And I, well, I got like... it's the same thing. Why do you play fantasy football? Because it's fun. Yeah, but um, fantasy football mock drafters annoy me as well. Like, he had the Christian McCaffrey versus Jonathan Taylor debate. When Jonathan Taylor gets injured, Isn't everyone's it? like, this is why Jonathan Taylor at two, not at one. We still had him at two. Hey, hey, these are things we also love to talk about on our podcast. So we will, I'm sure we'll have a mock draft. <laughs> I, I, I will be excited uh, in, mock, in mock draft season. I'm, I'm more excited for free agency than I am for the draft, though. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I find it's that free agency... It's not far. I find that it's more a fun, it's more of a fun thing that's going on. 
than what uh, than what the drafters because the drafters doesn't interest me until the actual day. So I don't know. We'll see. And uh, I'm only interested this year as well because it's managed to fleece the Broncos for a first round pick for Sean Payton. Because if there wasn't a first round pick, I really wouldn't be interested. Broncos are the new Saints. Had it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that, we'll leave it there for today. I think. Um, because I'd, I forgot the other thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm sure it'll come back to me at some point. But until that time, see ya. Peace.